BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi there. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi. I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today's episode 237, a quick word before Thanksgiving. Now listen, if you need practical Thanksgiving help, hosting, recipes, that kind of thing, I've got you covered there. There is a Thanksgiving themed uh, pre-order bonus for folks who order my upcoming book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen, with downloads on how to host Thanksgiving, as well as the most Lazy Genius uh, turkey recipe around. If you still need a recipe for a turkey, links for those are in the show notes. There are also Lazy Genius podcast episodes about gratitude, fall rhythms, opening and closing ceremonies, and lots of other things that could be beneficial to you this week. But even listing those things out reminds me how much there is to potentially think about this time of year. This week is a holiday week for a lot of you. It's the middle of the fall season. You're maybe trying to get an early start on Christmas things so you can enjoy that time as well when it comes. It's really easy to feel like this particular week of the year is pretty condensed, right? I mean, it's hard for me at least. It's hard for me to let Thanksgiving just be Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving week. So I want to take a few minutes to center us this week before everything kind of ramps up, whatever that looks like for you and your family. I went back to one of my favorite books that is perfect to revisit this time of year. It's a book written by Diana Butler Bass called Grateful, The Subversive Practice of Giving Thanks. I love a good subversion uh, and gratitude was always something that needed it. I never found conversations around gratitude Uh, practices around gratitude, or even just the posture around gratitude, I never felt like they met me where I was. I'm all for being grateful. And I have been known to uh, use it in parenting, you know, like a kid is complaining. And I ask them to try and think of three things they're grateful for uh, to sort of uh, counteract it. It's not a bad idea. But then I'm actually doing to them what I often feel, uh, which is forced. Gratitude seems hollow when it's forced. I could never get my head around what it really means to be thankful, to mark the moments when I am and how they change me. Um, It just always felt like another chore, you know, like another thing I was supposed to do, like drinking a lot of water or going on date night or something. I couldn't seem to make it work in my life. And then I read this book. I read Grateful and everything changed. It really did subvert the idea I had in my head and it taught me a new way to see gratitude. So in this very, very specific titular season of Thanksgiving, I want to share some words and thoughts, mostly from this book, that will hopefully give you a, uh, a grounding perspective that has, has really helped me. 
One of the many things that used to frustrate me is that I didn't always feel grateful in the moments that I thought I should. Has that ever <laughs> has that ever happened to any of you? Um, or I didn't feel grateful when everyone else did. Or um, maybe the way I felt about a particular moment or event or person, it landed differently for me than it landed for someone else. And when my own experience of something was different than someone else's, who was also maybe experiencing gratitude, but maybe more outwardly, or in a way that I felt was more like normalized, I felt like my gratitude wasn't quite right, that it didn't really count, that I wasn't seeing the full picture. That posture always kept me on guard. I would kind of like, um, like temper my reaction until I had a better understanding of everyone else's reaction. And then I would know more fully how I was supposed to act, like what I was supposed to say, how I was supposed to feel. Then I read this uh, foundational thought from Diana's book. It's like in the very first chapter. There is no one experience of gratitude. Rather, it is a complex and episodic thing and one that is deeply personal. For all its uniqueness and complexity, there is a common core to feeling grateful. We recognize a circumstance, event, or situation, even if it is a trial, as a gift. We have received some unexpected benefit. We respond with words and actions, and we become our best selves in the process. Gifts are not only pleasurable, but the right gift at the right time can change us. When such gifts arrive, we know it. Something deep within rises to the surface. That mixture of love and appreciation we call thanks. Something deep within rises to the surface. Just the other day, I was in uh, my bathroom after dinner, like changing clothes or something. And I heard this like burst of laughter. Hearing a kid deep belly laugh might be one of the greatest sounds on the planet, even if that kid is not your kid. So it was Annie laughing, my five-year-old. She was cackling. And I went to the bedroom and I saw her playing and wrestling with Kaz, my husband, her dad. And even though he makes her laugh like that a lot, even though they play together pretty much every night after dinner, even though this was not a very particularly unique moment, something deep within rose to the surface in me. I had this moment of profound gratitude, of realizing the tremendous gift of Kaz being the father of my children. I don't have a relationship with my biological father, and I know that loss played a part in my gratitude. You know, this swell, this um, mixture of seeing their joy together, of knowing what a consistently fantastic dad causes, of knowing that unless tragedy comes upon our family, Annie will have a dad who deeply loves her and invests in her for a lifetime. I was overcome with gratitude. And it was a moment that changed me a little. It moved me further away from the fear that I have often lived with of having kids who experience a childhood like I had, of being afraid of a parent or not sure if they were loved. Every time I experience that gift of gratitude, that moment in time that just lands, you know, I move deeper into healing. And I can't manufacture that. I cannot mechanize that. I can't necessarily repeat it on my own which is part of what makes it beyond me, what makes it kind of magical, because it is. 
um, G.K. Chesterton says that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. I love that. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is True Accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. 
No More Shady Business, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. There's an interesting paradox with gratitude. Moments just happen, right? Something deep within rises to the surface. We feel uh, we feel small in the best way. We feel interconnected. We feel alive. But are we just at the mercy of those accidental moments? It is really important to remember that that is not the only way to experience and even look for gratitude. Diana Butler Bass in this book, she talks about something we're all relatively familiar with already, and that is mindfulness paying attention, staying aware. When we are mindful of our lives, our eyes can see those places that inspire wonder and gratitude, maybe a little bit more easily. But there is one specific difference she talks about in her book that again, has been so transformative for me and my own relationship with gratitude. And that is headwinds and tailwinds. If you're running, it's the wind in your face, headwind, versus the wind at your back, a tailwind. Researchers have found that we tend to notice the headwinds in our lives more quickly. We see the challenges and the hardships. We mark those. We feel resentment when we don't get what we worked for, um, despite all of those challenges, you know. And sometimes, uh, this happens to me a lot, we have like confirmation bias that things are so hard because we're looking for them to be hard. Tailwinds, on the other hand, are those advantages and privileges and blessings that we grow so accustomed to that we don't really notice them anymore. They contribute to our well-being and our place in this world in huge ways. But because they are at our back, supporting us almost invisibly, we don't really notice them. And therefore, we have a harder time being grateful for them or seeing them as a more integral part of the story. Bass says in Grateful, Tailwinds should not be invisible. Instead, they should call forth, I received this. I am so grateful. It's so simple, right? But a regular awareness of our tailwinds helps us cultivate gratitude on a regular, deep level. It's different than just saying, like, be grateful for what you have. That distinction between headwinds and tailwinds, it's just been huge for me because it's, there's a nuance there and what I have and being grateful for it. And to put like a more conclusive point in this, she also writes, gratitude is not about stuff. Gratitude is the emotional response to the surprise of our very existence, to sensing our inner light and realizing the astonishing sacred, social, and scientific events that brought each one of us into being. That to me gives a new more compelling perspective on things like gratitude journals, um, at least in the way that I previously saw them. So that is essentially the quick word before Thanksgiving, a reminder, or, you know, even maybe a new reframe on gratitude as you move into this week and this season. Again, the book is Grateful by Diana Butler Bass. And uh, to close this episode, I'd actually love to read you a prayer that she wrote in November 2016. 
to be read around the Thanksgiving table. Even though you're not around one right now, because listening to a podcast while you're having Thanksgiving dinner would be weird, um, I want to share this beautiful prayer with you as we close. And I will say this, even though this prayer is written to God by a person who believes in God, I think that many of these words, and especially the spirit from which they were written, are relevant to anyone who listens. God, there are days we do not feel grateful. When we are anxious or angry. When we are alone. When we do not understand what is happening in the world or with our neighbors. We struggle to feel grateful. But this Thanksgiving, we choose gratitude. We choose to accept life as a gift from you, from the unfolding work of all creation. We choose to be grateful for the earth from which our food comes, for the water that gives life, and for the air we breathe. We make the choice to see our ancestors, those who came before us, and their stories as a continuing gift of wisdom for us today. We choose to see our families and friends with new eyes, appreciating them for who they are, and be thankful for our homes, whether humble or grand. We will be grateful for our neighbors, no matter how they voted or how much we feel hurt by them. We choose to see the whole planet as our shared commons, the public stage of the future of humankind and creation. God, this Thanksgiving, we do not give thanks. We choose it. And we will make thanks with strong hands and courageous hearts. When we see your sacred generosity, we become aware that we live in an infinite circle of gratitude, that we are all guests at a hospitable table around which gifts are passed and received. We will not let anything opposed to love take over this table. Instead, we choose to see grace, free and unmerited love, and the giftedness of life everywhere as the tender web of all creation. In this choosing, and in the making, we will pass gratitude onto the world. Thus, with you and with all those gathered here, we pledge to make thanks. And we ask you to strengthen us in this resolve, here, now, and into the future, around this table, around the table of our nation, around the table of the earth. Amen. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.